My name is Sashai Yugutwana, and I'd like to quote Malcolm Gladwell for today's leadership quote. Hard work is a prison sentence only if it does not have meaning. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. The Leader Assistant Podcast is brought to you by Goody. If you're starting to think about holiday gifts for your team like I am, Goody is a game changer. They have amazing gifts that people will really love, including brands that give back to charitable causes. As a longtime executive assistant, I've always been nervous about holiday gifting season. But thankfully, Goody's platform lets you send one gift or hundreds at the same time without ever worrying about shipping details. Can I get an amen? With Goody, your gift recipients provide all their shipping info, and they can even swap out your gift for another option if they prefer. It's free to start gifting, and you can get a $20 credit when you sign up. Oh, and if you mention you heard about Goody from the Leader Assistant podcast, Goody will add an extra $10 credit to your account. Go to leaderassistant.com slash Goody to start gifting today. Hey, friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Leader Assistant podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows, and I'm excited to be speaking with Sashai Yukutwana today. Sashai is an executive assistant at a global company. And Sashai, you're in South Africa. Is that right? That's correct. Awesome. And what part of South Africa? In Johannesburg. Johannesburg. Lovely, lovely. Well, I know it's a different time of day for you, so I appreciate you jumping on. I know it's really early, um, too early, as as some would (laughs) probably say, for you to be on a podcast interview, but you're dedicated (laughs) and you're excited to share your story, and I'm excited to to talk with you today. Uh, Tell us a little bit about, yeah, maybe one of your hobbies or what you like to do when you're not at work? I love to read, actually. Um, I have rabbit hole moments where someone will post a link to an article. I click on that. They reference other links. I click on those. And if it's not electronic, I've got at least three books on my bedside table and at least, I don't know, maybe 30 more on a bookshelf somewhere in the house maybe 20 more in a box somewhere. <laughs> so I think that tells you I love reading. If it's not that, I, if our partner's home, we just watch Netflix series. So, nice. Yeah. What What's one of your favorite books that you either recently read or are currently reading? I'm currently reading one by Bell Hooks. It's called um, More About Love. Oh, I can't believe I, I tend to mess up titles, but it's about love, all about love. Yeah, that's correct. You can't rush through it. So I've been reading it for the past month and a half because I tend to read more than one book at a time. After I read a chapter, I have to kind of simmer a little bit in it and absorb it and think about it and share with 10 million of my friends, or just <laughs> 10 of my friends, really. <laughs> hey, this is what I learned. Have you ever thought of this? There goes another conversation for an hour. So, yeah, that's my current favorite. All nice. About Love by Bell Hooks. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and then what about Netflix? What's your fa- which one of your uh, favorite shows to watch on Netflix? 
Wow, a go-to show. I struggle with that. I'll talk about books all day, but I really don't mind what I watch. I let my partner lead there. But I started one yesterday. I think it's called From Scratch. I watched one or two episodes and I think I'm hooked. It's, it's a romantic, it's a romantic uh, drama, I think. Um, again, I sometimes get genres wrong. I just start watching something and I gauge, do I like this or not? Um, my usual is action. I love action movies or series or crime mysteries. Those are my favorite. Secret City. That's the other one I'm watching with my partner. So nice. yeah, that brings, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to add those to my list. I haven't watched either of those. Please awesome. let me know, pop me a message later and tell me what you think about them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. will do. All right. Well, tell us about your career. How did you end up being an assistant? Well, that part, uh, I did not look for the job. It, I was actually a referral. A friend of mine was very curious about my move back home. So up until let's say three years ago, I was in another country. I was in South Korea teaching English as a, a, a conversational English. And for some reason, we decided to catch up after 20 years. We met through basketball in university. And he was curious, are you going to stay in Korea forever? Are you moving home? When I mentioned I'm moving home, he started taking an interest. So what are you going to do? And I said, well, oh, just get home, you know, be on vacation for three months four months, depending on my savings, and then I'll take it from there. But by the time I got into the country and we'd spoken some more, I think he gauged where my strengths are. He was a CEO of some um, NGO at the time as well. Um, and he found out a friend of his was uh, actively looking for an EA, and he recommended, hey, why don't you try out for for this, you know, um, get your CV together and should I tell you, should I tell my friend you're interested? Should I suggest you? And I said, uh, I hesitated. The person who pushed me was my partner. It's like, what do you have to lose? And I thought, I don't just do that when it comes to work. I, I'm very purposeful about, you know, the kind of work I do. And I thought, okay, I've been out of the country for a while, eight years to be exact. I need to get back into being interviewed and learning about the industries around where I could work fine. It will be a practice run. Not knowing that for some reason I'd impress my future boss and he decided to take a chance on me. I'd never been an EA before. So that's how it started. I was hesitant. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So never been an EA before, uh, convinced or impressed them with your skills. What What's something in that first maybe few months of your first EA role that maybe surprised you about the role? That in some weird way, I did have the basic skills to, you know, I, I had a kind of a launch pad, if I could put it like that, where if it, it was really up to me if I wanted to make the role work or not. And then I realized that's, that's been the attitude in basically all the roles I've been in. Training can take you so far. Qualifications could, you know, add something. But your attitude, it was knowing that it was up to me to make it work. Also, I did start in in April 2020, which meant that, 
you know, it was hard lockdown in South Africa at the time. This was when coronavirus, you know, was still new. No one knew what it was about, but the trends in other countries made our country decide, okay, everyone stay home. So I started this new role in a new industry um, with someone I hadn't really interacted before with um, in hard lockdown and isolation. So that that made for an interesting start. So when you say how were the first few months, the first word that comes to mind is hard. I'll tell you that. It's very hard to learn a culture, a new role when you have to do it from home and you're meeting everyone through a screen and everyone else on the screen knows each other from when they were in the office, you know. So, yeah, that's the first word. But um, it progressed anyway, you know, nothing stays the same forever. I was given a few people to have as contacts who could help me in my specific role. And I just had to have that can-do attitude. Otherwise, you know, when people would call me maybe three, four months in a row and they trying to obviously get hold of my, my executive, and they're like, oh, you're still here. That didn't help because <laughs> I'm not sure what they meant, whether it was, you know, how are you surviving in this role? We've heard you knew. Um, but for me, it was, oh, okay. Is that a challenge? And I just and I just decided, well, I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to learn as much as I can through this online platform that we're all using. I will do some background learning. I remember I did a, an online course for administrators, one of those free ones on Allison. I don't know if you know Allison.com. I'd come across it years before for something else. And I thought, okay, let me just do something that's going to give me a, a bit of a qualification on the side. And the company did put me through some training to help me. But, uh, yeah, the first word that comes to mind is hard. This was not an easy transition from being a teacher (laughs) where I was in a classroom full of, you know, physical interaction. So, yeah. Wow. What kind of teacher were you? What what age group? What subject? English, you said, right? Yes. English. Okay. I taught conversational English and... The first five years in Korea, I could teach all age groups. We were at those private institutions. So you had the adult students, morning and evenings, and you had the kids in the afternoons. And then my last three years, I was in a middle school. So I taught um, the middle schoolers. Um, that's the eight, the 13 to 15-year age range. Okay. So do you ever feel like in, now in your current role as an assistant, do you ever feel like you're a teacher with a bunch of middle schoolers? And sometimes I feel like I'm trying to get, teach cats something. <laughs> Can you ever teach a cat anything? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, so how long have you been an assistant now? Uh, just over two and a half years. What's your favorite part about it? There's, there's, there's so many different parts to it. It's, it's varied. One moment you're, you're looking at, at someone's diary. The next moment you're responding to a vendor for an event you're trying to put together. The next moment a young a colleague is trying to find out how they can get help on the computer about something. And I'm directing traffic. It's so varied. And I've come to enjoy that. But more than that, knowing 
you know, how I can help those different aspects of how I can help different people on those different aspects that I found that to be quite satisfying, actually, uh, not being a know-it-all, because suddenly the word just popped into my head. I don't know if it's because it's 3.30, 3 in the morning, but just knowing that I can help people in that way. They can ask me for something and I have an answer or I have some direction. And when they leave, they feel you know less stressed, less, less anxious, and they've got what they need. I, I've come to enjoy the variety of you, know, you can find in, in the work. Hmm. What do you think... You know, you're, you've been doing it for a couple of years now. What's has your executive and has your team made it easy for you to see yourself as a leader, or did that come a little bit more difficult to, to come by? Or you know, does that make sense? Like, what what has helped you really own your role as I'm not just a task rabbit, if you will, I'm, I'm a leader. When they treat you, well, when they say things um, that make me feel or make me think that they think I'm an expert in something, they, they can leave a certain, uh, I don't want to say a task, because I mean, they, they can leave certain things to me, they know I'll take care of it from start to finish. There's a certain trust that comes with uh, knowing that my team, they can rely on me for certain things. Um, they need to, they don't need to really micromanage me and they don't need to, as much as this, this gave me a bit of anxiety at first, they don't have to, they can confidently say in an email that, uh, Oh, this could be to another colleague or to an outside, to an external person. Oh, you need this. Um, I'll leave you to Sashai. You know, Sashai will, take care of it. Um, once I knew the basics of what was expected of me um, and I'd had the time to connect with different stakeholders in the company and externally, and I saw what the processes were in place, I was able to just take and run with those situations and my team relies on me in that way. In a sense, um, it made me feel like, yeah, I, I'm an expert in something and I'm trusted. I think those two things are what gave me, they give me the sense that I could lead out in a certain way. And even in meetings where, you know, the subject matter has nothing to do with anything I have to worry about, um, but I'm allowed a voice at the table and the things I say are taken into consideration. I don't always need to see it in writing. I can see the attitude and knowing that my name is mentioned in certain rooms and if not my name, a process I've, you know, suggested, it, it gives me the sense that I'm not looked upon as, you know, a tea lady. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who's there for filing. They, there's more to, to that. There's more that I can offer in certain cases. Hmm. And in terms of other colleagues, you know, it's a little different. They're, I was so surprised when people will come up to me and be excited to know, oh, this is you. You're the lady who assists, you know, certain people. Uh, you do an amazing job with this. Um, and you've only been here for a short time. I've I heard that a lot in, in the first, you know, 
six to nine months of, you know, we have to take into consideration COVID being at home, the lockdown, etc. But to hear that, you know, and I was in the company for less than a year, it was very affirming that people could look up to me in a certain way. That also gave me a sense of, okay, if I know what I'm doing, I I can articulate myself well. Um, I'm given space to make suggestions. People trust me with certain processes. Those are, in a sense, you know, the makings of someone who knows how to take care of themselves and their role and be a leader for themselves and possibly, you know, for a wider scope as well. Hmm. That's great. Yeah, well said. So what about times or could you let us in a little bit on what you do when you lack confidence what what's what's something that you try to do when you're like wait really like do i really know what i'm doing here do i really have anything to say here what how do you kind of push through that that doubt oh the 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 the, is that uh is it a title those words imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. oh it filters in not so much now, but yes, I had a lot of that, um, especially when I, I was witness to how other EAs dealt with certain things, you know, or they'll, they'll, they'll try to step in and help me. And I would think, oh, wow, I, I see where my lack is or I see where I need a bit of help. I'd either reach out to, um, you know, the, the, obviously I established relationships along the way with more senior EAs in the company, I'd reach out to them and ask them, hey, um, how does this process work? What is the policy in place? And what's the best way to deal with something? So I'd reach out to people who I knew would show me the way or, you know, spend time with me and teach me how something works. We'd get on a Zoom call and they'd practically show me, you know, the steps in how to do something. Um, so I have had those moments, a lot of them. And I'd fight that in a voice of, yeah, well, you bit of too much. Now you can't handle it. There, there's a voice that just comes. And uh, what were you thinking? You thought you'd succeed in this as much as you did in teaching. You know, that voice would come. But I wouldn't let it win. I, I definitely wouldn't. Um, if sometimes I was not, I'm not always in the mood, but if I'm in a mood to journal, for example, I'd write down uh, things about myself that I know I'm good at. Or I'd, I do a gratitude edition, you know, things I'm grateful for. Those kinds of things would help me focus on, hey, these are your strengths and you've used them in this way before. Uh, See how you can use them in this role. You know, I draw on my strengths, basically. So I'd seek out people who I knew would be willing to help me so I can identify gaps in my my everyday activities. Um, I would then go back to myself and fight that voice and remind myself what I'm good at. And then I'd see where the bridges are, where I can filter in my strengths into this role and what I need to do. And then over and above that, um, I guess the same way I found your podcast, the same way I found, you know, information about you, I would, I would search. I would search for things that are related to my role and see what I could learn from others or, you know, what was out there. But more than that, I think I, I came across all that information when I joined a network. So I finally joined a network for PAs and a, a lot of that 
that that those feelings, you know, really disappeared disappeared when I started um, taking up the role that I have now in the network. So, yeah. That's great. Well, Sashai, thank you so much for, for sharing some of your story. Let, let's wrap it up with a question. Uh, you know, there's thousands of assistants listening to this episode. And <laughs> what's one thing that you want those listening to take away? What's one thing you want to tell assistants all over the world? Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification, the first of its kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com slash Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus and enroll today. Remain curious. I think when you remain curious and even if it, you don't know how to apply that in your work, you know, try it out in your personal life. Remain curious about your role. Um, be very realistic about your strengths, about your experiences. Don't be afraid to to think well of yourself. You know, think think of the parts of of you that are great. I'm not talking physical as you know attributes, but um, everything we've done before, all the uh, those who've been EAs for, from the word go, or those who come from other industries or other worlds, all of those experiences, they filter into where you are right now. Everything that's happened before has prepared you for where you are right now. But this moment right now is not it. This is where you also should reflect and see, wow, what have I gained from these experiences? Um, what do I still... I feel needs improvement or where can I expand on? So not only remain curious about the role you're in, remain curious about yourself. I, I think those are the two things that have carried me from, you know, primary school, or we call it primary school, elementary school, from through elementary school, through high school, university. Um, at, for example, I was a basketball player for was it 15 years for quite a while I started in high school and I finished off in about my early 30s I played in local teams I played in our provincial teams and I, I was in the national team twice um it all started off with curiosity you know and it, it brought me some of my greatest joyful moments it brought me a second family I have friends that have been uh, people I've been friends with since I started playing basketball and the same goes for when I was a teacher abroad. Um, I didn't plan on being there for eight years. It was supposed to be a one-year experience that became two and then three and then five and then eight because I remained curious about the role, what more I could learn, what more I could do from just a teacher to head teacher to foreign teacher supervisor for our school networking career and trainer, you know, the when you remain curious, you discover things about yourself. You discover strengths you didn't know you had, or 
skills and talents that you maybe they were laying dormant. Um, it's the same with my childhood upbringing. I was brought up in church. I've done everything at church. I've been in a choir. I've been a presenter. I've been a, a youth leader. But not only that, um, so yes, be curious, but seek out company that will push you. Mentors are great. Or, you know, look at, look at your community. Listen to people. There are those who will support you. In, in an idea you, you think, oh, it's just a silly idea that I came up with. No, so look at the company you keep as well. You know, um, a lot of suggestions that came from friends were just that because they see something or they saw something in me that I didn't see. Uh, but at the end of it, it's, it comes down to me being curious. So, yeah, that's what I'd leave with our listeners today. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I'm going to remain curious and I'm going to ask you, what, what was one of your what was your favorite moments uh, during your basketball career? Everybody loves winning, right? Uh, of course. <laughs> um, well, um, I think of, of, I'm thinking of two games in particular um, where it was tough, where it was a close game or my team was falling behind. And the, the way we rallied, you know, my team and I, Maybe, maybe partly because our coach was shouting at us, but when we remembered who we were or who we are as a team, uh, I played with some amazing athletes and we just took it upon ourselves. Like, ladies, why are we playing like losers? Um, we're a winning team or we're the best from the province. We're representing our province. Um, let's bring it. Let's, let's just give it our all. Just motivating each other. So I guess those two games where it was either a very close game or this one other game, we were down 17 at halftime. And for some reason we just rallied and we won the game. in the wow. end. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other games where it was easy, it was cruising. There wasn't much to learn from there. Basically your training takes over, but when someone or two, two or three of you in the team are just not in a great mental space and all of you just have to rally and, push each other. I think, yeah, those are the more memorable, memorable games for me, definitely. When you, you come from a, a sore spot in the game or you're struggling, but somehow, somehow you just bring it together, you just put it together and you make it. Those are memorable. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So were you a uh, more of a three-point shooter or were you down uh, in the key? How did you know? <laughs> How did you know? Well, you can't see my height, but yes, I was uh, uh, I was a number two or uh, what do they call us? You know, they have so many different names, but yes, I was a three-point shooter. I was also one of the smallest and fastest people on the court. So I was nice. always catching the fast breaks. Um, the other side of that is if I did collide into somebody, I went flying. So I <laughs> tended to have a few bruises here and there, but just getting up and getting back into the game. I was also always one of the best defenders. Um, so, yeah, yeah, basketball brought me a lot of joy. But more than that, it's it's that, you know, having to have grits and putting in the hours and pulling together when things are tough, when it's a mental game more than a physical game. Those those tend to bring about memorable moments. Yeah. Well, and those skills I'm sure are transferring to your executive assistant career and the grit and 
pushing through those hard times. And so, yeah, absolutely. that's great. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, best of luck to you and your career and thanks for yeah, reaching out and taking a risk and saying, Hey, I'll be on the podcast. I really enjoyed speaking with you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Jeremy. And yes, it, it was crazy. I literally just said, let me just do this. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you did it. It was definitely a fun conversation. Uh, where can people reach you or, or reach out to you and say hi? Is LinkedIn the best place or do you have anywhere else that you want to? Yeah, uh, LinkedIn uh, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Okay, find me great. Yeah. Well, I'll put, the, uh, I'll put those links in the show notes so people can connect. And the, for those listening, that will be uh, leaderassistant.com slash 191 leaderassistant.com slash 191 this is episode 191 and thank you so much for listening please review on apple podcasts GoBullows.com